Hey everyone, my name is Ben. And my name is Zane. And this is the Carton Cast, uh, the podcast where we review old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults. Got it. It's been a while. Um, yeah, look, it's it's the time is loose and ephemeral, and it, the time is watery and loose. Time is convoluted my, in Lord Grand. My favorite kind of bowel movement. <laughs> this is a bad start. Can we, can we <laughs> That's please? That's a great start. <laughs> 30 seconds in. Um, yeah, and, and today we've got a real loose bowel movement for y'all. Uh, we, we've got a we got a cartoon that I I wanted to talk about because, listen, it's COVID. We're not gonna mince words. This is a shitty time. We've been I'm a little unfocused. A I'm having a shitty time. And what is a what is a boy to do? What's an egg lover to do in these difficult times? But watch a hundred or more episodes of an anime over like a three week period because I have lost all sense of time and and, and priority. It's pretty unhealthy. It's exceedingly unhealthy, and it's all I could do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so so what I've been kind of up to lately, uh, and something that you will all benefit from, is that I recently went through all uh, 130, 148 episodes of Hunter x Hunter, uh, the 2011 version, and I didn't think that it was really relevant to talk about that for our regular carton cast style, but I, I did want to talk about it. I can't imagine, like... Looking at all that multifaceted production history and like trying to encapsulate everything and talk about themes and characters. Absolutely not. I just unwilling to do so. Like, I watched the whole thing a while back, me and my wife, and uh, it's like there, there's a lot of it that we like, and we go back and we watch certain parts of it occasionally. There's got some really good scenes, but on the whole, like, trying, try, you know, this is like if you had asked us to watch all of Yu Gi Oh! Like, there's, there's a limit. Right, and, and it, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh, the quality of it depends pretty heavily on what arc you're in, and the arcs are very dissimilar between each other. Like, something that I wanted to talk about, the reason that I wanted to talk about Hunter x Hunter is because, which is apparently the way you pronounce it, get off my back, weebs, it, is that uh, it's, it's a very strangely... You know, I've watched long-form anime before. I've watched a lot of Yu Yu Hakusho. I've watched a lot of Hajime no Ippo. I've, I've watched a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Naruto back in the day. All of those shows are pretty consistent. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that Naruto near the end of it, they start becoming Goku and going to space and shit. But like, for a good long while. They're just running like stupid idiots with their arms out, walking mm. up trees and 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 firing aura at each other. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. That's that's Naruto. They they might have kunai or whatever. They don't have with chains, so I'm not interested. But like, <laughs> it's it's usually the same. You know, when you're looking at a Naruto, Hunter Hunter is is it feels like it was constructed piecemeal by five different authors with like a five year time gap in between each arc. Like it. What what I kind of came to Hunter Hunter thinking was, oh, we've got a shonen. This is a this is a Naruto, because it kind of is. We've got martial arts. We've got like a, an obscure magic system. Everybody's got a gimmick that makes them stronger. Well, well, we can we can talk about generalities in a second. But just to get to this arc point, the first arc is like Naruto's chunin exam, where they're all like, we I want to be a better ninja. I want to be a good hunter. You know, like it's pretty much one to one. The tone is different. 
And there are whisperings of it, but there are whisperings of a deeper plot, just like Naruto and the Chunin example. That dude ripped out that other dude's heart. Yeah, that is the one of those tonal <laughs> oddities that I, I'll get back There's into. There's that pervert but, clown. But <laughs> love pervert. Actually, clowns. there's multiple pervert clowns. Yeah, it's it's interesting because when you're watching Naruto, you never for a second think, okay, now a pervert clown is going to tell me that the action of hunting a eight year old boy is making him very hard. Like that would be the <laughs> farthest thing from your mind, and it's explicitly stated in Hunter Hunter. But like, okay, so the first arc is the Chunin exam from Naruto. The second arc is the dark tournament from Yu Yu Hakusho. Well, and the they, like... third arc <laughs> is like a weird heist movie <laughs> that I I didn't even couldn't even really relate to pretty into what it. anime it was in. The fourth arc, okay, and here's where it gets fucking wild. <laughs> the fourth arc is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure online. <laughs> is it no 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 oh that's right, I forgot about online. I it's well I guess it is kind of JoJo's online. Um it's 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 SAO. Or or dot hack or something like that. The fifth arc, that's where it really fucking jumps jumps <laughs> all kinds of sharks. Some of them anthropomorphic because it's B stars, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and Dragon Ball Z all at the same and, time. And that game, and that show where they're playing Go. Uh, I don't know this game. Like I, that, I don't know the show. Hikaru no Go, I think it's called. Oh, but, but perhaps it's very exciting. I'm told. Yeah, I've I've heard things about it as well. So but, yeah, uh, this the show is kind of weird, and like it doesn't follow the normal paths that you would expect it to, and that kind of keeps it fresh, um, which it is good because otherwise, to like to a point, like each arc you do kind of get fatigued. Yeah, and you know it, it. The construction of the anime has a nearly apologetic feel to it because, uh, <laughs> you know, the intro is always going to have uh, Leorio. And uh, Leo Reo, um, how do you pronounce it? Leorio? I know, I just, I like <laughs> mucking up his name. And uh, Karapakan. And it's, it, it they they are ostensibly main Gon's best friends. Yeah, like, like... <laughs> e- equal to Kilawa main characters. Because they get like pretty, pretty close to the same amount of screen time in the early arcs. And also show up prominently in the, in like the title sequences. They drop off the face of the goddamn world for easily half of the show. Yeah, <laughs> Kurapika shows up to do that heist thing because he's got a blood feud, and then Leorio becomes the Pope of all magic users at the end. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, well, I, I think he loses the election for Pope. I don't recall. The, the Pope election. <laughs> I just remember like they were having a debate, and he just like spirit-punched a guy in the dick, and they were all like, that's rad, let's get that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta vote for spirit-punch in the dick. But it's it's... It's got this apologetic feel, and like the last arc, the election arc, which is what you're referring to, comes off the back of a 63 episode or something arc that is cool on its own, but then they try to transition from, okay, we just did this like emperor god king contracted leprosy in the middle of a volcano and spends his last hours playing chess, and now we're going to go back to like, oh, well, well, done and done. I dust my hands of, of all that nonsense, and we're going to go back to regular it's, style. It's kind of like it went, if you read a lot of comics, and like Batman is doing some saving the world shit, but it's in a Batman comic, so the other heroes can't help, and it's completely isolated. It could still have life, say, like world shattering stakes, but it doesn't matter. 
No, it's it's like a Batman comic where he and the rest of the Justice League just went and defeated Darkseid, and then the next week is like Tweedledum and Tweedledee are at it again, Batman. Well, you have a beach you got to round them up. You got to round them up. They're getting they're getting some uh, they're getting some 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 Coke Light from Poison Ivy, and uh, you know the streets are unclean. It's like I just fought a comet. <laughs> how is this now? How is this now my life? I think this was your problem with Final Fantasy VII as well. <laughs> I wouldn't want to like pigeonhole myself to a single problem with Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, so, I mean, Hunter Hunter, like, yeah, it, you can ignore that aspect of it. Like, if you... It's haphazard construction and pacing. That That is kind of what I'm driving at with, with yes. my kind of taking it to task. If but I, I don't want to, like... I don't want to give the impression that I disliked it the whole way through. There are parts of it that are really cool and good, yeah. and I like Shonen in general, and this is a lot of Shonen. Mm-hmm. It's 10 gallons Shonen in a three-pound bag. Three pounds? Gallon? I, There's a chart. Yeah, I mean, if if we're assuming water density, that's not unreasonable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, oh, no, other way around. Mm. So... But the, I mean, like, if you if if what you like about the show is the characters, for example, or you know the the fun fight scenes, or the just kind of shonen feeling, where like, oh man, he really overcame a thing, didn't he? Like, that's all there, and that's pretty consistent. Uh, consistent in the sense that like you're going to see it frequently enough, not that it's always going to look the same. But may, maybe, but it's uh, you know, it, there are some like this is why I feel like it was kind of. It drew on the inspiration from a bunch of different mm-hmm. shonen anime because oh, there are hiding. moments. What's that? And it's not hiding it. No, it, it's it's almost plagiarism. The art is like finished, a very... I want to do my next cool idea. The the greater system be damned. It's a it's a bunch of D and D campaigns. <laughs> Remember when Yusuke decided to beat the final bad guy by tapping into his own life energy? in order to get a power boost. Wasn't that sick hype? <laughs> Why don't I do that with my eight-year-old child <laughs> who has PTSD? Now, these guys just passed the most difficult exam in the world to become world-class, like, superheroes with uh, with, a, with a pass that can get them anywhere. Now, at episode 25, let's explain the very basic, like, magic systems. <laughs> they didn't know any of it. Well, that that and that is actually... So, um, I don't actually know where to go, you know? Like, I don't know how to start kind of unraveling my feelings on this. So, maybe we start with the Nen system and then come back to characters? Yeah, yeah. So, this this is a, a mess as well, actually. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I've, I've seen it, like... I've, I've seen it put on a pedestal online of like, oh, this Nen system is so cool and, and unique. I'm like, it, it's kind of stupid. It has an elegance and to it. It, it does if anyone used the rules that are implicit in that, it. So, well, now right there you go. <laughs> so here's the idea. There's six types of Nen user, which is just oh, magic we superhero gotta, We got to scale it back. There's It's even simpler. You heard of this thing called key energy or something? It's been in all the papers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> perhaps you've been adjacent to Dragon Ball. First step of learning this system is you got to manifest your energy. Second step, hide it. Third step, manifest it more. Fourth step, hide it a little more. <laughs> Fifth step, put it in your eyes. Yeah, yeah, like scoop it around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so like, and and that that aspect of it is actually pretty cool. Where it's like, okay, you've got some super potential in it, but like. You can't use it all the time everywhere because you'll tire yourself out. Sure. So you have to, you have to like 
read your opponent of where they're going to attack you so you can focus your aura there so you can effectively block their shot. That's kind of how the combat breakdown works. Yeah, and I, like that's how they do it in uh, you know My Hero Academia. Like Deku is like, oh, I can't use all my power everywhere. That'll, that'll, that'll wreck me. And, you know, you can, this explains why you can have a character who's, like, got a ton of potential, but you need to train first. And it also, like, so so I actually like that aspect of the Nen system, mm-hmm. how, like, it most of it is not really in terms of how much raw over 9,000 you have. Like, it's not just it's a DBZ scouter. It's, it's, it's application and, and technique that really sets it apart. Because, like, Gon has a lot of dumb key energy. Hisoka, I think, like, I think it's stated that he doesn't have nearly as much, but, like, he's just better at using it, so he, like, just tosses Gon's sad little ass around the, around the stadium like no one's business. Yeah, it's like, you could, you could chew a steak, you know, for a while, but technically you could chew gum forever. You can use, like, like, you can use a machete to, like, skin an apple, right? But if you want to do it good, it's gonna take forever, and it's gonna... Like, you're going to be using a lot of muscle. If you, Whereas, if you have, like, a full assortment of cutlery, you can just use a paring knife. Mm-hmm. It's very easy, and, and it only requires a little bit of finesse. That's the Nen system at its essence. That's the cool part about it, is that it really relies on you being able to focus your efforts and how you apply this, this aura. Mm-hmm. Where it is dumb is that there is, like, this subdivision of, like, each person has a different affinity. This mm-hmm. is straight fucking Naruto elements. This, this is like a board game. Like, this is how you would do it in a board game. It's like, okay, you know, you're going to be good with the ones next to the system. It's in a hexagon. You're going to be bad with the one <laughs> across from it. you got to make some real cost-benefit analyses to try and get enough victory points. Yeah, it's it's some real... Uh, like, so let, let's just take the most simple example Gon is an enhancer type which means he can use his aura to more better his physical attributes up to and and including evolving into Machoke and I do like they say that like oh this reflects your personality Gon is a you know very straightforward blunt individual makes sense Mm -hmm. Uh, now he's got 100% efficiency at that Mm -hmm. for the things that are next to enhancer which I think are manipulator and and emitter classes you have you have 80% effectiveness or maybe it was 60% it, effectiveness it's a multi-class penalty it's a multi-class penalty basically you're not as good at things that are not your specialty and there are some stuff that you can't do at all mm-hmm. and in the second or third arc that matters a lot and then it never <laughs> matters again because the author was like wait I can't actually use this. Like, keeping track <laughs> of I this just, is not helping me at all. What if I just made B-stars? Let's do that instead. Right, right. So, so like, the Nen system is is a fine jumping-off point, but the more rules that you kind of apply to it, the, 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 the farther you're pigeonholing yourself into making fights about kind of type advantages yeah and it's a nice it like it's a useful subdivision if you have to generate a lot of different abilities and you want to keep sort of some of them straight and sort of understand that um Mm -hmm. like i i've made at times like tried to make an empowered style board game or like card game Mm -hmm. and my my thoughts always come back to like the best way to categorize these is using the nen system like yeah yeah heat vision emitter got it good you put that on the pile (laughs) 
and and it's a fine way to categorize things. It's just that its implementation within the story mm-hmm. is 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 creating a few too many rules that are not really that necessary. Something that happens pretty early on is that when people start using their Nen more, that when they start like kind of specializing their aura, mm-hmm. all you needed to tell me was that you have to pick a specialty. I didn't need all the classes or anything like that. Just pick a specialty and stick to it. That's mm-hmm. all you needed to tell me. And that's what happens. Gon has like this rock, paper, scissors style, which is cute and cool, and I like it. Yeah. Um, you know, Kilua has some lightning powers that don't make any sense, and I don't mind it because I'm not really paying that much attention well, to Kilua. Because, because why abuse, would I? <laughs> right, because <laughs> all the child abuse. What what really kind of struck struck this home for me? They have a conversation at one point of like somebody like Gon is like, "There's no way I could fight him because his aura is too powerful," or maybe Kilua says it, and. All of the pro hunters, all the veterans are like, you really have no idea how this hunter shit works. <laughs> like, it doesn't actually matter how much aura you have. What matters is how you use it to take apart your opponent's weaknesses. That's sort of true. But the way it kind of starts interacting in fights is like, there's this character, Knuckle, who I love. <laughs> <laughs> because he's just like this, this, this 50s greaser Japanese guy like they sometimes have. With the pompadour and everything. Mm-hmm. He's, he's basically Hunter Kuwabara. <laughs> yes. With dogs instead of cats. And he's got this ability that if he punches you, and bear with me, audience. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is JoJo's level nonsense. And I don't mean season one, two, or three. I mean season four onward. Yeah, prime stuff. This is prime stuff. Where if he punches you, he... He, he says, okay, your aura is taking out a tab on my aura, and I get, to inter- I get to tax you every 10 seconds. And once you get taxed enough, you're not allowed to use aura anymore. Those are the rules. I'm not even going to explain them to you. And there's, like, this floating, like, cash register thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the opponent can see the cash register, but he has no idea, like, what is it doing? <laughs> Why is it there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So And so, like, the, his fights are all about being on the defensive, getting one good hit in, and then, like, playing it safe and keeping a distance until time runs out. Mm-hmm. So he can potentially take down a much stronger opponent just by playing to his advantages in in his specialty and that's where all the inter- intricate combat comes from comes from is it's not really about strength it's about reading what your opponent's abilities are counteracting them with your abilities it's very very jojo's yeah now, now here's the thing that kind of interaction that is interesting mm-hmm. but it doesn't neatly fit into the category system. Don't care. No, we've abandoned the categories by that point. <laughs> well, well, now I've here's, never heard. They never talked they, about it again. They don't Zane. fully. You can see that it's still. You know, it it pulls in its own way. Like Kurapika, uh, at some point, you know, he's got this blood feud, and he's oh, I'm a conjurer, and they're and they're like I need this other kind of ability, and they're like okay, so you can you can spec into that, but you need some heavy restrictions to get your ultimate attack. And he's like, okay, well, what if it only works on these guys who I hate? They're like, yeah, yeah, just, that's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, what kind of like otherworldly arbiter they're like going to with yeah. filling out this paperwork. It's like, all right, what if I just use it on these assholes? They got spiders on their backs. You need to submit form Not B that many to the was... super comp troller. <laughs> yes, exactly. I can't accept Nen gifts over fifty dollars. <laughs> now, here's here is where the problem comes in, because like, yes, pick whichever system you like, use it for a good story when you can. 
mm-hmm. problem is in season five when they have a team and they have to take on these guys who aren't that you know interesting but they are super powerful so it's like okay each person's going to use their abilities as best they can they're all following different rule sets it's, it's, yeah i have no everything idea what the rules slows are anymore. down they spend like one episode real time becomes 10 seconds in showtime like it's absurd and they're also spending a lot of time on one-off villains that don't actually matter within the larger story and their smaller stories are cool but it doesn't really fit the tone of the moment mm, yeah let me it, let me point out let me point out an example on that <laughs> yeah okay. so in this in this final arc when they're when they're oh yeah okay we've picked our special people who are perfectly suited to deal with these bad guys we also found an octopus <laughs> Who can inhabit and take over the bodies of dead things? Now hold, now stay with me. Bullet Octopus takes up three episodes on his own. Now, there was a moment near the end where the chief bad guy says, "Ah, yes, you were the one with the hyena and the octopus." And I was like, "What? What are we? What are we doing?" And it, he's just the diversion, dead and like hand. we follow no. his diversionness, and it's like, is he gonna get out to warn somebody? No, he's not. Okay, he's not. He's just gonna get stuck in an elevator for a couple of. <laughs> it's bonkers. Hey, hang on a second. So, like, okay. By the way, okay, Zane. Uh, we we never actually said it. I should say the rules of this episode. <laughs> so just so everyone is aware, uh, we're just going to talk about Hunter x Hunter without any really plan here. And I'm not going to w- worry about spoilers. I'm going to try to get to the parts of it that are cool, the parts of that that, that were weird. I'm just kind of doing this as a stream of consciousness. Highs and lows. Thing. So uh, if you have any interest in watching it yourself, do so. Don't listen to this episode. Because we're going to say a lot of stuff, it's all going to be out of context, and it's real, real weird. You, you can listen to it before you start watching it all, because those first 20 or so episodes are just, like, unrelated to everything else we're talking about. It's like, good kid has a good sense of smell, and he's going to train in the woods for a few minutes. Yeah, it's like, what if a shonen? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like bare-bone shonen, but boy, oh boy, does it ever get weird. <laughs> okay, so that part we're going to clip out and just put near the front of the episode, yep. if that's cool. Yeah, so uh, I know that we've kind of been jumping around. Uh, let, let me try to pull back and and quantify or qualify like what I've been saying. There's a lot of cool stuff in this. The you know uh, the the notion of the Nen combat and like you have to think around your opponent's advantages and be clever and stuff. That's that's some good like if we're doing like type fights like uh, in. Um, Hajime no Ippo, like, you know, he's an infighter, and so I gotta use this, and I gotta have a strong lower body, ooh, but he's gonna have this special move, so I gotta think about how I can counteract that. You know, it's, it's, there's a, a level of mind games to it, which I, which I don't hate. Um, there's a level of JoJo's kinda, you know, his abilities are very well defined to the audience at the beginning. Mine are very well defined, but I think of an interesting application. Interesting applications are where the combat really mm-hmm. shines in this. The combat isn't the only place this shines because there's also a lot of weird tone. Uh, and I think the, the way that we have to talk about like the tone of this show is by talking about some of the chief players. Um, I think we, we specifically have to talk about Gon and Killua because they're kind of the two extremes. Uh, I'm not even sure about that. Like, I feel like... <clears throat> I feel like everybody is playing a different protagonist from a different anime. That's true. Oh, boy, so, is that true? 
Yeah, Gon's an interesting example because he's so like the tone of this, the tone of Hunter Hunter is is, you know, half uplifting, inspiring, half devastatingly terrible, and like half bittersweet, mm-hmm. and like and also like half silly for silliness's sake. Yeah, like there's a good episode, like a good like ten minutes devoted to the king of all ants has his has to eat his retainer's essence, and they are making orgasm noises by being eaten by their by their by their mm-hmm. king mm-hmm. like complete with like a lot of splash images of them like with blush stickers on their face and contorting and just and you oh! can and you can say and like they're being eaten by this person and, it's like pretty perverted yeah and you can say like okay well that's necessary we need to really understand this primary antagonist so that when our our main hero shows up to to take him down we get that resonance our hero never sees this guy no, no one ever does. No one that we care about ever sees this happening. It's it's to take a couple people off the board. There's no way to. There's no reason to phrase it as like as as hentai adjacent as they do it. Even even the final. It's, it's, it's really weird. And like all the time you spent up showing how powerful these guys are, and like this big guy who you sent to fight them, who like maybe just maybe he can stand on his own and shut it down. Doesn't matter because they just nuke him at the end. <laughs> Yeah, the nuke is never mentioned beforehand. None of this it's matters. Never mentioned after. It it really feels yeah, but we've already said that the author kind of jumps around. So anyway, okay, gone. Yes, this is a uh, good boy who misses his dad. Yeah, I, I I've seen this before. <laughs> you know, we've al- we always have an orphan who tries hard, right? Um, you know, he does have a mother, but like it's a Naruto. You're looking at a Naruto. You're looking at an Ippo. You're just looking at some shonen protagonist. And for a good long while, that is the case. Everybody is fucking smitten with this child. Oh, he's just so earnest. Yes, in that way. Well, I mean, that's the pervert clown, you know, and the, you know, mm-hmm. assassin. Uh, and the, and the, um, and the fucking Medusa. The Medusa. The the dark Medusa? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, of course. It's, it's I mean, like... It happens happens with alarming regularity, like at the, to the point at which like you start to wonder why the creator likes this character and in what capacity he likes. Yeah, it. yeah. Like, is there going to be a pheromone subplot we're going to hit on next season? Yeah, we're we're near ants. It's a it's a short jump. <laughs> but yeah, Gon is is your is your common like typical kind of happy anime boy, and a lot of the time an episode will end with. Who boy, this kid, I tell you, he's he's really something else and he he really he really you we, know We sure really... did have fun today, diary. I bet tomorrow will be even better. Good night, but, Hamtaro. But, like, but it but it's all in like this this is the pinnacle of shonen child. Like he's like every time he does a thing that is spunkier than the general surrounding area. The person that was just introduced is like, boy, oh boy, this kid is really something special. Yeah, yeah. That happens like Pretty 10 regularly. or 12 odd times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it with happens different a lot. people each time. So like that that gives you kind of the basic framework of anime boy, good boy, tries hard, lots of energy, always smiling. Now his best friend, the guy we well, see second most often is an assassin from a family of assassins <laughs> and his sister can steal your brain. Uh, brother, brother can steal the brain. Is that the brother? The sis- the, yeah, the sister causes people to 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 self destruct if you don't grant her wishes. No, that's what I meant. 
Didn't she steal oh, okay. a brain? Oh, I, he does have a lot of brain stealing relatives. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, they're, they're a whole thing. I shouldn't, have jumped, I shouldn't have jumped forward, but just like that dichotomy and how much those two boys love each other is really striking. <laughs> but it, it's also interesting because if you, if you look at the tone of the show in the first 10 episodes, it's, you know, high seas adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is, this is our intro arc where we're seeing the world of hunters are beautiful and awesome, and I want to do it the most. So, kid, you want to be a hero? No, sir, I just want to do what's best. That means you're a hero. <laughs> it, it's all pretty uplifting stuff. And then his best friend tears somebody's beating heart out of their chest. Mm-hmm. And then it, and like, and like this, this, this ne- necrosis clown poisons him in the, in the forest at the middle of the night. And his, uh, God, there's just like, his arm almost gets torn. Like his, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to describe just how much tonal whiplash there is between regular shonen uplifting stuff and this is actually a pretty darkly toned series when you let it be i think the idea was that like by jumping between these and showing that gone can go right back to his idealistic self um it's casting him as this uh uncorruptible and really like guiding light for the people around him whereas if you try to do it more gradually maybe that wouldn't be as resonant i think that was the idea like he's got the the resilience of innocence or something like he you that know, lends credence to like his his you know blue screen of death moment in the uh in the in the chimera ant arc mm-hmm. like up until then he always bounces back he you know gets his arm blown off he you know has people around him fatally wounded that kind of thing he always comes back from stuff he does get angry but he never kind of loses that spark and then it just like his and then, like, the moment happens halfway through the Chimera Antarch where it's like, oh, shit, he actually can't take anymore. This is his breaking point. So, like, it sort of forecasts it mm-hmm. for that particular character. But in the broader context of the story, I don't actually know what the tone of this series is. For 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 uh, Karapika, he, uh, his story is a, a, is a revenge fantasy mm-hmm. where he starts off wanting revenge— he eventually gets the revenge, and there's kind of no accounting. <laughs> He's like, well, revenge... I would like some more revenge. There's, there's got to be more, right? There's got to be more revenge around <laughs> here. He actually has like no character growth, from what I could tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like nothing that happens to him. Leorio's story. Leorio, this is just Phoenix, right? Like he shouldn't be here. <laughs> But he's, like, so sleazy, and, like, there's this great leitmotif whenever he shows up that's, like, all, like, snapping and jazz instruments. And he says, like, he doesn't get involved in the action, really, like, at all. Like, he just wants to be a doctor. He, he wants to be a doctor, and when he's, but when he's, like, he, he's, he's pretty close to, like, a Lupin figure, mm, almost. Yeah. Like Gentleman both in construction thief. and also like general tone of action. Because mm-hmm. in Lupin, what you had was like the things are very, like the stakes are high, but it's, it never loses its silliness. And that is true for Leoria's story too. Whenever we're looking at him, this is just like, it doesn't matter how high the stakes are. He's just always going to like be doing this like head cocking motion <laughs> and screaming at the camera because he doesn't have any other setting. And it always just kind of like breathes this, this this silliness, this goofiness into the story. 
But whenever Karapi's Kara- around, it's like this hell-bent like path of destruction to avenge one's one's uh you know one's family mm-hmm. like it, it they're just the two don't the, the the two do not they 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 don't really work together so so it's pretty segmented both in arcs and in character tone like it's not one story really it feels like the author put every idea he ever had into a single thing yeah and i mean there's there's a there's a positive flip side of that which is that the world that they've built is uh you know flexible enough to accommodate that kind all those kinds of storytelling you know we've had this yeah. complaint about star wars before which is like all the movies tell the same kind of story except for those like small side ones what you really want is an interesting right. universe where you can have a variety and this does that um, it does have a variety and it, and it also gives it its own identity mm-hmm. right all the names are very inventive and don't really conform to anything i'm familiar with it just it just makes it hard to know to predict what can come next. And I think that's what was really engaging to me. Because when I saw this eight-year-old ripping somebody's beating heart out of their chest and smiling like a cat with a toy, uh, you know, I, I didn't know. Like, I thought we were just trying to be better ninjas, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if this is the next? And then the next step is them cooking food. Yeah. Like, it's... Well, they got hungry. <laughs> like, it, it just, like, uh, I didn't know what was coming next. And that did make it engaging because it was a breath of fresh air, as you had stated. I, I, I kinda, It's a double-edged sword. And, and I kind of like it just because gone, you know, as a child, the idea is, like, well, he doesn't know what normal is. Normal is whatever's happening around him, so... He didn't have a strong father figure. Yeah, well, you know, it didn't, dad's out of the picture, etc. Yeah, I want to I wanna talk about that aspect of it because, you know, I... I don't know what the author intends with this character. Gunn's got this father, Gene Freaks. His 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 father is named Gene. It's it's spelled G I N G, because these names are fucking crazy. And it's it's at the outset of Hunter Hunter. Gunn wants to be a hunter because Gene loved being a hunter so much that he abandoned his wife and child. Right, right. Oh man, there there must be it must be great to be a hunter if he's willing to this abandon. This got to be a good job, man. Listen, mom, I know that you have single-handedly <laughs> raised me my entire life and looked out for me and provided for me. I really respect my dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to abandon you like father like son, boys will be boys. I'll write you a letter whenever we need a recap episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's it, it doesn't stop being his motivation for a long time, for the entirety of the show. At least, th- like, that's his overarching the, the motivation. The run you mentioned, the hundred and whatever episode run, like, that ends with us meeting him. It ends with us meeting him, and they, he's, you, you told me basically when I started watching this that it's like, it's a story about a good boy with the worst father in the world. With like it's a story about following a deadbeat dad. Yeah. Which is absolutely true. <laughs> this is a bad person and I was pretty frustrated by how long they kept on stringing out a motivation that didn't feel real to me. Well, I I don't know because Gon is acting like a kid and like yeah, he has this grand overarching idea, but also he's getting distracted by these side quests. It's like That's that's true. Yes, in theory, no, that's fair. <laughs> getting sent into this video game will help me find my dad. I don't know how I I'm taking also, his word I will on be it. in a video game though, so like He made a game and left me a memory card. I'm not supposed to play it? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you come on, what are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> Look at how many hours he put on put on World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta at least see what this is about. Like 
Um, irresponsible not to. But like when he's in the scenario, the thought of finding his dad is is very secondary. It is. And, and it, you know, there's a lot of arcs to this whole anime where it, you know, there's sometimes where the author, and I don't even know their name. I, I really should have known that ahead of time. But the author, I'll just call him the author. The author <laughs> kind of acknowledged that, hey, we're tying off the bloody stump of this arc so we can do the next one. Don't worry too much about it. And there's also times where they where he just like doesn't even bother, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which is very funny to me. So like the Gene Freaks arc is like, okay, put a pin in that. We're gonna do sixty episodes here, and then we'll 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 come back on that again. And I know that this is from a manga, and therefore the pacing is is gonna be a little bit weird. But like, for example, uh, in the, in like the third arc where they're all in New York City and they're like alternatively hunting down the mafia and also trying to get a game gear from like this auction house guys like i'm explaining it as simply as i can and it's coming out this way it's so as if take they that had into account. this whole plot involving kurapika and a couple other b characters you could have made a whole story about that but instead you had <laughs> to include your main character <laughs> he doesn't do any of it yeah he calls kurapika and he's like you want help with that? No. And that that's it. This is you my know, blood he, feud. This is my blood feud. Don't get your blood feud in my blood feud. Uh, and, and the whole phantom troop, which is the guys that he's hunting down, that's introduced pretty early on for his character. Mm-hmm. It's wrapped up in this in this uh, in this way where like there are a few loose threads. Karapika's story is is more or less on pause. But we keep on checking back in with the Phantom Troop every so often because Hisoka, well, first of all, he's just comedy gold. Yeah, we'll get Gotta to him in him just around. a minute. <laughs> but but second of all, they don't just stop talking about him. They 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 also continue talking about the leader who had his aura abilities sealed behind a Nen wall. This is just some, some JoJo shit again. Mm-hmm. And in the Greed Island arc, every so often they'll be like, uh, we, we need to check back in on that. So this guy is an exorcist, and he can cure the boss's, you know, aura ailments. And then the Greed Island arc ends. Presumably the boss gets cured. Never shows up again in the anime. Never mentioned again. Karapika shows up twice to look sad at a camera, and that's it. <laughs> and I was keeping track, Zane. And it's weird, because, like, this Phantom Troop's kind of really interesting. Like... They all got their yeah. own gimmicks. There's that one guy who's like a mummy boxer who can call down Jupiter. Right, right. They showed up in the Chimera Ant arc. To help. They, they were like, like part two of the episodes. <laughs> well, no, they showed up for two episodes in like a province nation three, you know, 300 miles that away from the main antagonist. And then they just come back to the main antagonist and just ignore the Phantom Troop for the rest of the... Mm-hmm. It, it feels like they... It feels like the author just... They don't want you to forget. Didn't... I I feel like the author just got got bored with them and just moved on. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, they, they clearly, like, wanted them to seem like this big threat early on, and then they yeah. also wanted to humanize them, but I think they did that too well because they all just seemed like a chill group of people <laughs> who, yeah, did some murders, but no more than all the other hunters. He, I feel like the author just needed to pick one. Yeah. Like, pick the Phantom Troop or... Well, I mean, I guess they ended up picking the Chimera Ant arc which is which is a very good arc it's got like a lot of fat on it like any good chimera ant mm-hmm. but 
you know, it is a it is a like a pretty decent arc. It's just that uh it's it's just like each each arc just needs to be watched in isolation. And yeah. if you're doing that, like it ma- makes no sense in the Chimera Ant arc to have two episodes devoted to the Phantom Troop who weren't players in the Greed Island arc and will not be players in the election arc. And that's the end of the anime. So like maybe the initial fall was that the anime would keep going and they'd just jump back in. But if you're going to take so much, like... But, well, the manga does keep going. Talking, My understanding is that the next arc has gone and his matter. dad go into, like, some dark dimension. It doesn't matter, because if you're going to do that, bring the Phantom Troop back up then. <laughs> Don't do it, like, intermittently so that, oh, yeah, yeah, these guys exist. Oh, and now we're not going to watch them again for 50 episodes. Why exactly are you bringing them up just to drop them again? Yeah, yeah. Once again, this is like a and d game. You establish too many threads, your team's only going to be able to check out a few of them, but you want to give them a couple options. You give them a couple options, but don't, like, bring up the same options every time. So, like, are you (laughs) sure you didn't want to do this thing? Oh, I guess not. Is it more enticing this time? Well, not if you spend two fucking episodes on it. Don't humanize anyone and then just and don't have them interact with any of our regular characters. It's just, it's an extremely bizarre decision to, to, to kind of pace the plot like this, where you have very cool threads, but they all just kind of, like, they intermingle in places that don't make sense for them to inter- intermingle. Like, the, the Phantom Troop showing up in Chimera Ant World, completely insane. The, That's an insane decision to make. <laughs> the justification that I can think of is that the Phantom Troop was motivating for Kurapika, and it became a part of Hisoka, this, this pervert clown with gum. <laughs> Um, it became a big part of his, you know, aspect, right? So well, sure uh, of his plot line. So he wasn't he, in that part in the Chimera well, Antarctic. No, well, he went into the Greed Island, right, to help them win a dodgeball game. And oh yeah, <laughs> he was part of the dodgeball game. And so you could say like, oh well, we needed to follow them so that we could understand his motivation for being here. Except you didn't because. Put him anywhere and just say he wants to look at this little boy, and like we would have accepted that. Yeah, it's, but it, the but the reality of it is the command Antark. Like, let me try to think of like a way that I can phrase this in terms of a different anime. <sighs> uh Do you remember in Dragon Ball Z when there were these robots that were sent from the future? to poison humanity and then that plot line kind of got dropped because all we really wanted was a hot robot to marry krillin <laughs> like that was the point of that arc i believe well it okay well let's take the uh let's take the 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 idea of the um of dragon ball it's it's like man it's, it's hard to even do that it's like nothing. It, it uh, JoJo's does feel like the closest analog for what Hunter Hunter does. But but JoJo's doesn't have long drawn out arcs. It has like a it, it has an overarching plot, but it, it is a series of fights. Mm-hmm. That's the JoJo's brand, you know, and that that's how it works. And that in it and when it does that in this, it does work. Um, I just I can't imagine. I can't even think of an example where a different <laughs> different show does it to this degree. Mm-hmm. So like, and that just so yes, it's got a lot of variety in in tone and story. You can kind of do whatever you want, so you're never really expecting anything. 
but it also just makes it very hard to follow and it gave me the distinct impression that i didn't need to care you know what, what might I be a watching. good analog game What's of that? thrones oh yeah <laughs> like like yeah 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 that no that's a that's a really Bring good thing up all of these different plot aspects oh no we got ahead of the books um <laughs> oh shit what do we do now um i don't know haven't haven't been boats for five years uh yeah like it's it's like we introduced the night king but we weren't ready to do anything with them or oh, it's like the three-eyed raven it's exactly like the three-eyed raven mm-hmm. where bran is visited by visions of the future and there's like something on the horizon that it, hey, this is really important for this. And then he goes on a vision quest, goes to the, the ass end of the world, has this whole story arc where the Three-Eyed Raven talks to him, where he's getting a lot of backstory, where he's finding out his powers. And then it is it is just dropped. Like yeah. he gets the powers and then never uses them. Like, yes, he uses them in the context of the show, but like only as a justification, not because they're actually being used. His, his role could have been taken on by somebody else more easily and without that much exposition. And why are you making that much exposition if we're never going to use him again? Mm-hmm. And, like, if, if you are going to make up that much exposition, just do it in the season that you're going to deal with him in. <laughs> like, I remember. I watched the whole thing. This is a long series. You think I don't remember? You think I can't do a refresher course? <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's insane that in a 60-plus episode arc, they show the Phantom Troop shows up for two episodes and then leaves and doesn't interact with any of the main cast of the arc. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy thing to do. It, <laughs> it's, like, it's like somebody understood the surface aspects of world building and the idea that your antagonist should be doing things that aren't just related to your hero. There's no good integration. Yeah, the integration is the, is the, is the problem. Right. So anyway... I, I'm I'm very good at pointing out things that I don't like and things that didn't work for me. So let, let's change topics for a minute. Well, I think this is a good time to talk about Hisoka more generally. Yes, let's talk about an element that I really like, which is how charismatic some of these characters really mm-hmm. are. Like, I said that this show has its own identity, and that's true in the sound design and the music, and, the, like, the art style is very cool at points, too, especially in the Chimera Antark, where, like, things get, like, all, all weirdly colored in and... There's, like, chalk and, like, graphite and, and, and stuff on the screen that I haven't seen before in other stuff. It feels almost like... I think it's done by Studio uh, Madhouse, right? So, um, you know, that that kind of relates part of why it's so good. It almost felt like a uh, Mob Psycho 100 kind of approach to animating. But also, the characters and the models that they that the, the author decided to implement for some of the, the, the classic roles... In uh, Gon's story, Hisoka is is an important is an important piece of that. <laughs> you have a happy-go-lucky young boy in his short pants. God, in his adult form with the short pants, I was cracking up in a moment that they didn't want me to crack up. Insane. <laughs> it's like the Hulk. It's like what would <laughs> actually exactly happen like with the Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Hulk really is is definitely chafing. Uh, but but his main villain. So, like, in Naruto, you have this, like, this ninja boy. His main villain is this bigger ninja. He's he's likely the main boy, but he's cooler and more badass, and he's got a bigger sword. Gon's perfect opposite. His great villain is is this pervert clown. Saying, would you like to expre- explain this character to me? All right, so, so take, like... All right, flip through a deck of cards that you have on hand and uh, find the Joker, right? And now, just give it, like, 
pick any two colors that are in that and just switch them to pink and purple and now turn that into a JoJo's stand. That's what we're dealing with here. It's it's um it's it's Heath Ledger's Joker imagined through the imagine through the animation style of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Mm-hmm. And it's uh so so like if you're an executive and you're like this this young boy, you know, he's got a lot of positivity and radiates kindness and he's real strong and he's got spiky hair. What should the villain look like? At no point in your market research is it going to be Pervert Clown. <laughs> and that's little... what I'm talking that that's what I'm talking about like this show really has a distinct identity. Mm-hmm. This this clearly is something that the author made without caring how it was received. <laughs> no, like, but it makes him it makes him pop. Like this is like this is the kind of character model that's got to come to you in a dream, right? Like you don't or a, a nightmare you, or like you don't sit down and think this up. This is something you try to get out of your head and can't. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a this is a despicable muse. <laughs> but it's like like you say it pops. It's really effective. It's really interesting because he's not as powerful as everybody else. He just uses his stuff really well. And there are other villains and he's always like just fucking with them because he's because because for fun. He's not a megalomaniacal villain either. He just wants to fight people. He wants to fight special people because it turns them on. Explicitly stated, that boy is turning me on. Yeah, yeah. And he like, says that multiple times. His eyes roll back in his a head. translation issue here. I don't think there is. <laughs> if there is a translation issue, it's like a positive. It's the like plausible happy deniability has been worn away with time. There's no way. This, <laughs> this is clearly a pedophile clown, and it's it's like... Very weird. Gone. You you really need to catch that dodgeball here to help you. I'll just like stand behind you and wrap my hands around you, your hands, like we're doing ghost. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes. 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 Why? Except why does he my work? Swayze bubble wrap. Why does this work so well though? <laughs> because he's he's other. He's just unworldly and and just chews the scenery makes and makes himself crawl. known. This is why the Heath Ledger Joker was so effective mm-hmm. because he wasn't like other villains with their like kind of tired speeches of like megalomaniacal ambition or like the bond villain speech of how curse you if they wouldn't free you meddling bonds mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it is this is this is something new this is something new and different his motives are so personal mm-hmm. for the lulls specifically if those lulls come from small boy that turns me on you're standing in the way of justice you know what i like about clouds <laughs> Sometimes they're bubblegum. Uh, Ace is high. Go, <laughs> oh, please. I don't like this character. Uh, that, I mean, that's that's how he talks. <laughs> he, always, he always talks with like those like he he talks like hedonism bot, and his eyes are constantly rolling back in his head, mm-hmm. licking his lips. Like he gets a cut, and he's like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my essence escaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's it talks like James from Pokemon. It's just a real great design, and like he's uncomfortable. He's clearly uncomfortable, but something about him definitely is unnerving in a way that I don't normally see. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really good. That's really effective and great. Yeah, great. Uh, some some other yeah, and there, there's some other good like you know kind of antagonists. Uh, in 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 the show none of them quite reach the levels of hisoka but like there's uh uh there's um what's his face uh kilua's big brother illumi 
Mm, yeah. Who who is like this master manipulator? It, like so they're from a family of assassins. So right away we're like this is some just straight up child abuse, but he like does mind control shit and like is terribly manipulative and just for the majority of the show, he's got like he's got Kilua kind of like following his orders whether he knows it or not. Mhm. And so he's kind of always kind of a presence more like a um he more reads as like not an active character, but like domestic abuse that Kilo has got to get past. Yeah, it's like if you're watching a reality TV show where all the sexy teens are in a house, but one room of the house has a buffalo in it, but it changes. Like you just just know to avoid that room, you might run into him. <laughs> just avoid the buffalo room. Don't go to buffalo room. So so he's not he's not that bad. There's uh, a really good character. At least I, I like him in terms of like just how. Lick, lip lickingly, lip lickingly, like confident and and snarky, the guy is uh, Genthru from the hmm. Greed Island arc, the guy who does explosions, the, ma- the mad bomber, the mad bomber, yeah, and he's got these complicated JoJo rules for when his bombs explode and when they oh, don't, yeah, but he he's he's really good because he like everybody else is like listen we just want to win the game sometimes killing is necessary in order to do that and he's just like i want to murder this like the 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 game is gonna get won and i do want that but what i'm really here to do is to flick your nose and know you can't do jack shit about it Mm -hmm. and so like he gives off this 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 aura of menace and then i think maybe my my favorite villain other than hisoka is the uh the um the Chimera Ant uh, King. Yeah, Mer- what, a, what a weird everything about this. So, so the entire art, the entire show runs a for 148 episodes. This is 60 or more episodes devoted to this single arc, which means say goodbye to Karapika and uh, Leorio because we're not seeing them for all of this. Well, they'll be back when it's time for the election. Well, when it's time to punch Gon's dad in the balls, yes. <laughs> It is. It is what the electorate wants, but um, so so, what happens in this arc is that there is, and I'm just like vaguely remembering all of the different plot beats because it it's so circuitous and most of it doesn't need to happen, but like the author really liked the notion of anthropomorphic animals that were devoted to a cause, mm-hmm. so he just made all of them. It's like iguana, cheetah, tiger. I don't. I want to. I don't want to have to choose. I want every animal to be a different character. <laughs> so that's just that's just what he did. Uh, the, the main antagonist, though, like they had like this this hierarchy where they've got a king, they've got these three major generals, they've got all these different squad leaders, and then they just got the regular the regular shitheads. And the king and his generals are all really well defined in pretty cool ways. Mm-hmm. Specifically, what I love about the king is. He is power and intellect without any without any experience. Yeah, born like yesterday. He, he's born yesterday, but he understands, like, intellectually, he's a powerhouse. He has all, like, the background knowledge of everything, but he needs to ask, like, what is a child to its mother? Yeah, yeah. You know, simple things like this escape his understanding. The sort of, like, beyond, he, he's beyond morality, more or less. He was created as like half human, half monster, and like doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, it's like it's like a god came down to the world and didn't immediately destroy everything and decided to just kind of watch for a while. It's like God had amnesia. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. And that's that's very cool. And like one of the neater parts about that is that he has more power than all of his generals, but his generals want him to be able to fulfill his ambition to conquer the world. And they, you know, they 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 emit that responsibility in different ways. I think like the the winged guy, the butterfly guy, wants to keep his humanity a secret from him. He wants to like he wants to assassinate the only human connection the king has because he wants to see the king actually like ascend to power and not be slowed down by human emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 medic wants to just do whatever he says and like for the first time ever the king is like I'm counting on you to save this woman. Do it. And the woman is like this chess player that no one should care about. She's blind, she doesn't matter, no nen, like nothing. Just a regular ass person that the king has affection for. Mhm. Um, and then, like, all those little beats of, like, how these people are related, and just, like, the, the paring down this omnipotent villain to its bare essentials is really cool. And you'll notice, if you're watching it, that this villain looks a whole lot like Cell. Yeah, I didn't want to say. <laughs> but Cell was boring as shit. He was just, I'm Frieza, but more. Yeah, what if I was more powerful and drank your blood through my tail? Yeah, which is cool. I'm not. I'm not against. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Word. Word. Many ways but, to steal DNA, but not cool in that. Like, there was nothing to relate to. Sure. The villain. Each of his generals. There is everything to relate to. There's this moment where uh, Knuckle and uh, and one of his friends shoot like these these two badasses from like around like, the block. From the, yeah, these just like these neighborhood like. Hey, I'm like, going to be this kind of cool guy. Well, I'm going to be this kind of cool guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They read different messages. I'm going to be a 50s boards. greaser. I'm going to be a samurai. It's fine. <laughs> Go yeah, Just do whatever you want. You've got an end. You can, you, you've got slot machine powers. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You live in this part of the plot, so you're more powerful for no reason. Got it. <laughs> yeah, and don't, don't bother explaining it. We're not going to care about explanations in a little bit anyway. But, you know, they have, like, this moment where one of the generals of the king's army basically beats them and then leaves and they take it as like a personal slight of like he didn't even notice us fuck that guy i'm gonna walk back in and punch him in the the goddamn face no one no one no one gets away from us and they're like crying their um, their manly tears like the fathers from ranma like they're so emotional they're such emotional bros Mm -hmm. and like moments like that would never happen if you didn't humanize your villains and also like take time with your with your with your less critical characters Mm -hmm. and there's moments like that with each of i want to say 10 different squad leaders on the chimera ant side yeah there's so many that That bunny guy the iguana i love the iguana he's just like wearing street clothes (laughs) and he's also like crying at all the manly motions going on yeah it's there's the, there's very, the bunny guy cool. who like feels like he is a real tough lieutenant and he can actually rival the power of uh, of the king if he just works a little harder. And then he meets one of the generals and he's like, "Oh shit, no! I I am lucky just not to be immediately murdered." Yep, 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 yep. I I flew too close to the sun. At least I still have this extremely buff vod with the V going down to my speedo here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all drawn like that. By the way, <laughs> they're all they're all drawn like it, it, very erotic fanfic. Except these good the little boys. Show. 
there's there's two good little boys and everybody else is an erotic rabbit of some sort <laughs> yeah in so many words this is why i enjoy the chimera ant arc so much is because i didn't quite know what sort of porn was coming my way <laughs> yeah. it's definitely it, some sort it could be easily be anything um yeah. yeah i i like i like the way they humanize the villains i like the way that they use this adversity to power up the main characters so like one of the things that i think the pacing and the systems work really well in the show is how much time they spend having our characters train and get better yeah that's i mean and that is something that is taken from the best shown in anime like kenichi and Hajime no Ippo, like all my favorite kind of punch in martial arts anime, they always have a training arc. You know, you have the hyperbaric time chamber. You have uh, you have this in everything, right? Mm-hmm. Where you just you, you have a training arc and you can see the results. Uh, this is cool because they explain what those results are with the application of Nen kind of stuff. Yeah, but also it can be it can be simpler. Like one time their their trainer uh, Biscuit um, puts them in a hole <laughs> yeah. with a serial killer with a knife and figure it out yeah yeah kind of they're like okay (laughs) you guys are pretty evenly matched knife guy we're not going to kill you just yet you can earn your freedom if you can beat these guys and he's like okay you know i'm crazy but i'm not stupid i'm gonna try and and beat these guys and they like just do that for a while and like you see them learn individual moves you see them learn how to like sleep with one eye open just in case he tries a counterattack. Like, they mm-hmm. do a lot. They, they put in the groundwork to show why these kids who just kind of, you know, what, yeah, one of them is an assassin, but one of them came from nothing, how they're able to do this. And, and I think they're able to do that because you can see that the enemies are working really hard, too. I love how much time we spend in the head spaces of the enemies. Mm-hmm. And that, that is, I mean, like, I hate to keep on bringing it up. There is a reason that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is so popular. <laughs> And it's because they do fight scenes like no one else. Right. And this is, this this gets pretty close to it, you know? But it doesn't, like, I'm thinking way back to that first arc. Okay. Where Gon is just a kid with a fishing rod and a good sense of smell. And I re- was really hoping that the fishing rod would stay part of his, like, attack style. Well, at least Kilua kept that skateboard. I mean, I, mean, I suppose. Well, he, he gets yo-yos. He gets yo-yos. Lightning he gets 50-pound yo-yos. yo-yos. Ridiculous. So sure he does. Gon is like, okay, this part of the training, th- this part of the test is we have to hunt each other and steal each other's, like, markers, whatever, uh, badges. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, okay. that's great. How do I hunt? And so he looks at the animals. He watches how they do it. He's like, oh, that one's hunting but is also being hunted. I need to act like the bird. No, I need to act like the fish. No, I need to act like this. And eventually he figures it out, but like it's a very like it's a whole episode of just that. It's very cool. When you know the rules about something and you watch the character kind of unfolding what the strategy behind the rules are. This is what's goes so great about the mind game things in something like JoJo's or like I rewatched Kaiji uh, Ultimate Survivor recently. Yeah, talk, talk about pacing issues. <laughs> Yes, uh, of course. But at its core, it says, here are all the rules. We're not telling you everything that you can do. It's up to you to figure out how to how to play the game. How far can I drive this logic train? Exactly, yeah. And so, like, in Kaiji, it's like, okay, everybody gets four copies of rock, four copies of paper, four copies of scissors. And you just keep on playing it until you are out of cards. And if you have at least three 
stars left after all the thing, you get to move on to the next round. Seems simple, but then you start thinking, well, there's no rule saying that I can't partner with other people to just draw every game. There's no rule saying I can't stockpile all of the scissor cards so that any so that all I need to do is know who has more paper, and then I can construct these situations. Like, the way they start with just the basics, and then they break down what is the logical conclusion of those basics, and how can I turn them to my advantage? Mm-hmm. Like... All of that is really excellent kind of work. Like, um, in the Greed Island arc, the way they finally get Gen through is you can see them working at it. It's like, what are the rules of this place? Well, there are magic spells that allow you to teleport to a different city. So we need to stockpile all the teleport cards. There's a maximum number that can be used. And that means we know where they will be and when they have no escape route left. Also... We know that the cards turn back into their real-world counterparts if not you if not put into our binder within a minute. So Gon throws a card at the exact right time that a minute elapses mm-hmm. and like showers again through with a bunch of gunk that seemingly just appeared out of nowhere. And it's not out of nowhere. They've given us all, given us all these rules, but they they are they are using them to their advantage. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a rare show where both the setup and the payoff are entertaining to watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Greed Island was was a pretty good arc. Pretty, yeah, it's a highlight. It's it's definitely a good one. What is your favorite and least favorite arcs? Uh, you know, I really like the Greed Island and the and the first one, the the test or at least parts of the test. It's uh, just one. it's just it's just a series of exams, and they, you're just like, what about all these rules? Mm-hmm. I, I like rules. I like systems, and those are those have some really good character interactions. Um, yeah, so we, well, we go back and watch all occasional episodes like that. Uh, I have not gone back to the like, hey, here's four episodes in a row of a lecture on how the Nen system works, and it's like, okay, so it's key. I got it. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> there too many rules. There are way too many rules. And uh, need although to be I there. do sometimes watch that fight between um, him and Hisoka. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't really go back to the Phantom Troop one just because I know there's gold in there, but I don't want to dig for it. No, I've never cared about Karapika. Revenge is his only motivation, and I and it does not interest me. Yeah, so I guess I guess the Greed Island arc is where I tend to tend to land. I think the Chimera Ant arc is probably my favorite, even though it is very long winded. The 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 trick with that arc is, let's say, oh yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna watch an episode just for some nostalgia. You go and check out one of those, and you're like, okay. First off, I need to remember what happened. Secondly, now I'm invested again. You, yeah, you got to watch kind of the whole thing if you want to do that. But it has some really kind of banger moments. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a moment, so like the where the king like loses his memory, and so he forgets the relationship that he had with this human woman, and then at the very last moment before a person dies, he manages to say her name, and that jogs his memory. The sound entirely cuts out, and then it is, and then you, and like the background cuts out to black, and like is replaced with this field of flowers and memories, like little snippets of time that he spent with the woman playing, playing the board game, and there's like this, uh, this like violin piece in the background, like it, it feels like an opera. It's, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, na 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 na, and you can just see all of his generals around him just kind of in awe of this person regaining what was so impor- important to them. Like, 
it doesn't sound like that big of a moment, but all of the context of the situation, all of the buildup, and, you know, it's kind of like um, in Final Fantasy VII when Aerith dies, mm-hmm. how um, Spoilers. It's, not, it's not the fact that she dies that's important, it's the delivery. Sure. You know, it's, it's so cinematic, it's got that amazing musical piece behind it, um, and you're just, you're just left to kind of marinate in what the moment means to the people in it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the feeling that I had for that moment. And there's the, the sh- that arc is full of little moments like that. The show is full of like the whole show is full of moments like that. Like you get drawn in very easily and quickly. And like there there's a rare episode where nothing cool happens. Like it you got to find what works best for you. But th- there's something cool in each of them. Uh huh. Even yeah, if it is just that. Even if nothing like oh there's no big fight thing. But like hey, we were given this problem, let's think through it. Oh, man. Speaking of, and I know I'm going back a little bit, but mm-hmm. th- this episode is entirely just me remembering cool shit. Mm-hmm. That should just be the title of this episode. Hunter X, Hunter, Hunter, remembering cool shit. <laughs> um, when they leave the Greed Island arc, they're allowed to take three cards with them, but they can only be from the three cards within like 100 or so registered cards. So they take three cards with them, and then they reveal, well, this card actually wasn't one of the registered cards, but we used a different card to disguise it as a different card, Mm. and we used one of the registered cards to turn it back from its disguise to the actual card that will allow us to actually hunt down Gon's father. Yep. And just, like, kind of utilizing the systems that they already taught us through the entire arc... So cool. It, it it almost feels like a mystery, like a like a yes. case closed kind of thing, where you feel smart because you could at least follow the rules applications. Not the least of which is because the main character looks a lot like uh, Mr. Case Closed himself. <laughs> yeah. Is that the case closed? Is, is that case closed? <laughs> no, his he has a much more normal name, Gone Freaks. <laughs> Gone Freak, spelled in the craziest way you can. <laughs> yeah. It's got like eight seeds. Um, but yeah, is there? Any, yeah, good, good, good shit. Good, good shit. It's. I can't give it like a total. You know, there's, there's. When I was talking about how the show has kind of its own identity, um, clearly that requires them borrowing from a lot of different source material. Like mm-hmm. I've already said, unlimited times, Dragon Ball Z, JoJo's, Naruto. You know, Naruto, Yu Yu Hakusho. It. it it takes from a lot of them. The the cell being very similar to the king in the Chimera Ant arc is like kind of the most obvious, like like aesthetic reference. Mm-hmm. But you can see them all over the place. They're they're the the whole the whole show is rife with them. But it's uh, I guess I guess my point is just like it doesn't feel derivative. No, it feels like a distillation. Yeah, yeah, if you, or or like an exaltation, yeah, like like, a, like an homage almost. Yeah, like here, it, oh, like you, what you if Cell had a personality? Shown in anime, huh? Here is it. This is all of it. Here is the. T- tell me which arc you liked. Yeah. I'll tell you which anime to watch. Yeah, it's the Kirby superstar of anime. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Did you have a favorite character? I know my wife loves Kilua. I mean, um, well, I mean, that's weird because he's not really a character. Well, he's he's you know he's a cute good boy that's trying to that's work through true. some shit. He, 
He's like, he's like fine. I just found him hard to relate to because he's from a family of assassins. And like, what are you doing? Why? Like, I don't know, man. No, Ben, he just... he's a bad boy who's learning the right path by, you know, through his relationships. He's just a closeted badass is all it is. Uh, well, yeah, those are good characters, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he, he doesn't appeal much to me. Like, I like his relationship with Gon, but neither of them really... Neither of them were really great characters to me in their own right. I, I found Leorio extremely affable. <laughs> yeah, like whenever he's on screen, it's like, I know you're not important to the show or even in the context of the show, but like, all right, you're here. Let's let's he's see just, let's see what you he's got. Just nice and he's just nice and greasy, and he's just like <laughs> always like juking around. Like I know I don't matter in the actual combat here, but you will focus on me because I am loud. Mm-hmm. And he's like. He's like the smartest one in in that original arc, at least. Well, because he's you know, hanging he around can... with children. Because he's hanging with children, and also Kropika, who could be anywhere from fifteen to fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unclear. I like so I I definitely like him. I liked the um I like the chairman a lot, Chairman Netero. No, oh, the guy who. Okay, so this this really <laughs> no this actually really <laughs> stuck with me the way that they wrap him up because like okay he's he's gonna fight Cell. Uh, He's got an extremely cool backstory. That's and, yeah, and you and perfect. You, you watch him and you see it, and it's like the distillation of the like, oh, you know, I'm not afraid of a man who knows a thousand techniques. I'm afraid of the man who knows one technique and has practiced it ten thousand times. Right. Mm-hmm. And the idea mm-hmm. is, he went off into the wilderness and like said a prayer and threw a punch at nothing. And he and I just did that, that for ten years. <laughs> he practiced it so much that God was like those some good prayers and you do it so quickly that i will imbue your your punches with my power yeah you can be my avatar and it's like (laughs) all right this does not work with any of the systems you have previously established but it's really cool this is why the rules don't matter at all zane Mm -hmm. is because they just abandon them in favor of i want to have this power now and i i think that's the problem is because they do still spend a lot of time on the systems Not, and, you know, not to belabor it, but what is the way that they do it in JoJo's is you just get a fucking superpower. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you how it works at the beginning of the episode, and then you get to see how it plays out. And also, like, they might not tell you until after the fact because it's got some asterisks to it that matter. It's, it's just a self-contained... You, we'll tell you what you need to know when you need to know it, and we're not going to limit ourselves to needing it to make any kind of sense yeah it's, so it's magic the gathering of, yeah there's rules on the card that are going to contradict the rules of the game the card supersedes the rules of the game yeah what what exactly is the application of nen that lets you summon a, a gigantic you know um a gigantic buddha statue that does karate like energy karate chops it's got to be that sixth part of nen that's just other yeah just, just whatever you could think of <laughs> Just you, 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 you build your own bear. Hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, so like, if you're always going to rely on, I don't want to explain how Nen works for this, then don't tell me what Nen is. <laughs> like, don't explain it at all. And don't, like, have long conversations where the character's are like, he has such good control over his Nen. Let me see your Nen. Let me see your, your Ren. Let me see the... <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it feels like a byproduct of an era where you needed better like rules and and you saw that in the early in the early stages of naruto right mm-hmm. is like there were kind of limits what you could do 
And then later stages of Naruto, like, you cease to have limits. The, the editor, limits, limits don't mean anything. The editor anymore. at Shonen Jump was like, you need to explain this. And so they did. And then eventually the editor was like, you need to explain this. And they were like, fuck you. Everybody loves this show. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, do what like, I want. I get to do what I want. Exactly. So, and that's a thing that, um, it's the same formula that My Hero Academia has. They're, they, everyone has a power. Everyone who matters, anyway. Uh, and... We know all their rules once they, like, tell us them. And that's that's good enough. That's good enough because genetics. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's sort of the same. And I would be surprised if, like, this isn't how I felt about X-Men, even though I don't really care for the franchise much. The notion that everybody just has a fucking genetic mute, mutation that allows them to do some bullshit. Yeah. I can tell you, I can give that the thumbs up if you give me cool bullshit. There's there's no genetic enhancement you could possibly give that allows for magnetism. <laughs> no, they're, they're, in no capacity. So could that like, happen. stop trying. Stop trying. That's exactly. You had one character whose have... powers were evolution based, and they were like adaptation, and you killed them in five minutes. So like, don't as, don't pretend that you care. As soon as Karapika is like, yeah, I don't follow the Nen rules because I don't want to because I just care enough that they don't apply to me. At that point, I was like, just never tell me anything about how Nen works again. Hey, I my, believe my you. power is that I can conjure chains. Uh, can I do it such that, like, if you lie to me, I'll I'll destroy your heart? How do I do it? Well, let's pretend there's a chain there and that counts. And then, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, fine, whatever, Karapika. This is your moment. You're never going to show up again, so I'll let you do what you want. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this is like, so like a couple of lessons that we can take from Hunter Hunter. Um, yes, have your own identity. Doesn't matter if you plagiarize other shit to do it. Just just believe what you believe. Write it down on the page. Make your characters weird. Make them wacky. Make them have feelings. Don't bore uh, me. Personal personalize your villains and don't bore me. Also, if you're gonna have rules, don't explain them. I can't. T- I can't. Like, don't give me Medichlorians, ever, 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 ever. They don't, it's not additive to know that where this, where this power comes from. If you're not going to use the explanations in an additive way, do not give me an explanation. Well, I'll, I'll qualify that. If the system helps us feel smart when we understand how they pull it off, explain that system. So when you're explaining a power and how they're able to do this, that, and the other, that's cool. Within the, the episode. But the meta-analysis is not necessary, you know, not for the least reasons that we've explained. Chimera ants are allowed to use Nen because they've eaten humans who also had... What if they're just fucking alien beings that make tigers talk? I like, like that you they can ate choose people. what you want to do at this point. Okay, the character who was your dad's friend who we introduced and killed off, we kind of need him back, so now he's a little girl. <laughs> And there's, like, a lot of, like, work that we should have done that gets left in the gutter. So many, like, a few times I, like, went to the next episode, and they're like, yeah, so when this fight happened, what? I was in the middle of that fight. Are you sure? Uh, it, th- this show's a big, beautiful mess. I, I really... Big, beautiful mess is the right to put I it. really enjoyed it when I watched it. It You can't really convince me to give the whole thing a rewatch again, but, like, if you remind me of a cool thing that happened in an episode, I'll watch it gladly. I was playing an awful lot of video games while I was watching most of the Chimera Ant arc and a lot of the early episodes, especially with the Phantom Troop stuff. I just, like, it was interesting 
most of the time, but like a lot of the like it it was it it's there's a lot here that is unique and worth checking out in terms of like seeing what you can deconstruct with your standard protagonist. Mm-hmm. Like Gone is probably a deconstruction of a shonen protagonist to some degree, mm-hmm. right? He he has all the necessary characteristics. He's got the short pants. He's got a go go ahead attitude. He's got terrible hair. Like all the pieces are there, and then he like just kind of kind of falls apart in the <laughs> middle of the story because he is fucking ten and he can't handle the fact that moral myopia from alien beings is so cruel. Mm-hmm. Like that is. Maybe ever have Goku respond in a way that isn't blanket outrage for the innocent. <laughs> yeah, and like the, a lot of the problems that we have with the show can be forgiven because the way that it follows genre conventions and the way that it subverts them, it rides that line really well. Like it found yes. the balance. When I say that it like borrowed a lot from these different shows, it borrowed the right pieces for the most part. It understood them. It understood what made them cool and then used them with its own proprietary blend of pervert clown. Right, absolutely necessary, I think you'll find. <laughs> I mean, he, like, we've talked about him so much. Just that he's clown. in, exactly, he's not in, like, every arc. He's not even a villain in a lot of the arcs. He's always there, and he's always, like, just just very charismatic. So, Ben, who, who do you recommend this to? How old are they? How far into their anime journey are they? This is not your first anime. I don't think this should be your first anime by any stretch. Watch mm. something that's further distilled than this. And shorter. And shorter. I, 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 would, I would recommend the first arc to uh, as, like, a self-contained check this out. It's, like, fine. But, like, you know, I, uh... It, like, the one thing that you can't get from this is a complete story. It, you know, you get your hunter license, sounds good. Oh, we actually had one more test after the hunter license part. We'll just kind of thread that in there. Okay, now you're in a tournament arc. We're going to explain all the rules of this tournament arc. You can get up to the 200th floor. Oh, you just stopped at like the 70th. Well, it's fine. You got this fucking auction to go to. So I guess we'll just leave this tournament here, never to be seen from again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it continues. If you want a complete story, you're not getting one, so fucking quit it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I've got such a busy week this week. I just got to get through it. And then tomorrow, next week, it'll be smooth sailing oh no it, well yeah, you know it, what maybe next week it'll be smooth you'll never sailing. get to tomorrow you'll never get to leorio talking about how hard it is to become a doctor right right leorio in med school i think would be a fine like harem anime that would be great <laughs> i would love it like i love his it would in the like election arc when they all have to give a speech and he's just like i don't i don't fucking want to be here <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else is like that's how i feel <laughs> Yeah, I felt that way too. This, like, guy, I, this guy's relatable. Kind of picking up what this guy's putting down. You yeah. can have a beer with this guy. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I want to see him in med school, and like the nurses are like, I don't understand how he does it. Like these are miracles that he's performing. He's just like, I can see this energy that no one else can, so I'm just gonna kind of fiddle around. Yeah, like I'm gonna just cure cancer. Don't really question how it works. The 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 trick is the gallbladder. Well, he's it's always em- the gallbladder. He's an emitter, so what he's doing is he's emitting very tiny punches. No, I don't care. I don't care what he's doing with <laughs> Nen. He's got aura abilities, and it helps him be a good doctor. Well, that's the Hatsu. That's a different application of Nen. I don't care. I don't. I don't give a shit. No one gives a shit. Uh, final um, thoughts. But like, in terms of like who I would recommend it to, oh, yeah. w- watch one. 
watch one anime that is like martial arts adjacent shonen shit. Sure. So like a Yu Yu Hakusho is a really good one because it gives you a pretty dark tone. It doesn't quite get the depth of darkness that this one does, but it gets pretty close and it's much more consistent about it. Mm-hmm. Or you can go with like a Naruto, but like that's kind of a big ask, especially since it's pretty fucking dated by now. Yeah. Uh, it's not nearly as long-winded as as a Naruto. Like it, it keeps up the pace pretty respectably. But Yu Yu Hakusho, and then this, I would say, make this your second. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Final thoughts. I'm I'm glad I spent time with it. It's it's a real roller coaster through the ages of what was cool in anime, and it's it's nice to see that like a lot of different of parts, like all the different tent poles of anime in the past of shonen anime in the past 20 years was i right in thinking that buff animal hybrids fighting in a tournament with like spirit yo-yos is cool it turns out i kind of was right (laughs) even like it happened in the 90s and it's still cool now uh some of the stuff that went along with those era like could have been cut and trimmed but like seeing that the coolest things from anime in the past 20 years could all be adapted into a single story and those individual things are still cool it was really gratifying mm-hmm. like it, it felt like somebody who really understood shonen anime wanted to give me a smorgasbord of things that make me feel cool in fights and it's such a flex like oh oh isekai are really big right now huh yeah i can do that <laughs> yeah i can do that i don't even gotta make a big deal out of it um, yeah. Yeah. Good intro. Oh, the fucking intro is, is, is incredible. And it's got like those variations of mm-hmm. like the, the, the chorus from arc to arc. You can fly again. <laughs> again, tonal mismatch because it's super uplifting. You can't go away. Dun, 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 dun. And then we switch back to gone undergoing, like becoming the anti-spiral and saying nothing matters anymore. I devote myself to nihilism and growing his hair 20 feet. <laughs> Like, single episode. Right. Like, <laughs> so, so it's, it's a little tonally inconsistent in terms of uh, the, the intro, but it's such a banger. Yeah, it's very catchy. We, we put it on one of our mix CDs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I got to make a mix CD of my favorite, like, anime intro. Um, yeah. Oh, I recommend it. I really do. <laughs> Ulysses uh, recommend, like, I would recommend this because Ulysses um, and his wife both put this on their every mix CD they do for anime intros, which is the... Um, I think it's the first Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood intro. Oh, yes. Again, I think is yeah, what it's I, called. I love that one. Oh, it's so good. That's our outro intro. Um, that's our outro music, by the way. Okay. Yeah, whatever. You're welcome. Yeah, it'll make <laughs> Ulysses happy. I'm sure I'll like it. I don't know if he'll ever check out Hunter x Hunter. I don't know if it's quite his anime. It's I mean, a, I guess he, he has watched all of JoJo's, so he's going to get something out of it. JoJo's is more like keeping up with your favorite, like, comic book month after month. Like, oh, what's Superman going to do this time? Like, it, it's less of a arc-based kind of thing, I think. Right, right. This is the best of. Yeah. This, this is like a best of Criterion Collection kind of thing. This is last stop before you go off onto the One Piece journey. Yeah, which you'll never come back from, so don't go on that. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to go alone for the one piece <laughs> um yeah i i i have a lot of problems with it and it's it's super inconsistent but that's part of its charm it's part of its identity and it overall it really works it's a good time you could I'm do glad you recommended i'm glad you recommended it for me because it, it is a perfect quarantine anime yeah it's got it's got length and girth 
It, it does, and, and a lot of depth. <laughs> and it's weird depth, but it's all there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do you have anything else to say? Not really. Um, I, I think we, we hit on all the weird and interesting Wait, which aspects Which was your favorite character? What was your favorite character? Oh, I don't know. Ahsoka? Come on. Probably. <laughs> Ahsoka, Ahsoka's a very good character. Like, I'll get uh, my- excited when he shows up, you know? Like, oh, I forgot he was in this episode. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite's definitely Leorio because he's Lupin if he lived at Wall Market from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Lupin he's the so first. Um, yeah, anyway, this was me kind of relating, just kind of kind of writing down my stream of consciousness thoughts for, for Hunter x Hunter, or Hunter Hunter. Um, it was fun. It was a, it was a fun time, and uh, I hope that if you guys checked it out and... Uh, you know, benefited from it. That you will let me know what kind of your, what what you enjoyed from it. But uh, and let us know if this is a good format. Like, it is less work. Like, we we watch a lot of shows that aren't just the ones that we do for assignment. Mostly mm-hmm. it's anime. Uh, yes. <laughs> and mostly it's modernish era anime, which doesn't really work with our normal stuff. But like, if you want to hear more of this stuff, like it's kind of easy because we're already watching it. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. If you are interested in me just talking at length about an anime for an hour and a half without any kind of strategy, just to kind of pick apart what I liked and didn't like about it, and to like highlight some of the stupidest stuff and how JoJo's it was, um, please let us know. I, I would love to do this again for something like Kenichi. Um, that would be that would be a really fun time. I think that you would probably like that as well. Oh, probably. Um, but yeah, let, let, let us know if this format works. And the way you can uh, tell us that is you can go to our Facebook page. Um, you can go to our website at cartoncast.com or fancybat.com slash contact if you want to leave us a line and suggest shows for the future or let us know your thoughts about uh, what your favorite pervert clowns are. Um, and uh, more than anything else, just tell your friends about the show. Yeah, and be sure to harness your, your nen. Get it up into your feet, then into your hands. Yep. Be careful. Yep. Yeah, but don't be careful because none of it actually matters and you're just going to get kicked kick you're just going to get your ass kicked by some dumb space ant anyway. Yeah, all, all glory to the space ant. All glory like I I for wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I for wouldn't look forward to our new chimera ant space overlords. Oh, there was just so much in there. <laughs> I, I know, it was a crazy arc. That's why I talked about it so much is cuz it it felt like it happened forever. It kind of did. Yeah, yes it did. <laughs> all right. God, the visual effects on that one iguana dude, too. Oh, the one who could turn invisible? Like, not just, like, but super invisible. Yeah, he had three modes of invisibility. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, it's too the, many. The first one's just a trick. <laughs> the first one's fake invisible so that when you think you see me, you actually don't see me. But, but like, when he actually uses it, all, like, the, the his aura goes all rainbow shimmery. It's, it's very good visual shorthand. You know how when we were talking about, like, Danny Phantom has a really good visual shorthand to let us know when he's intangible versus invisible. Mm-hmm. It's it's that kind of visual shorthand. Right. Which is, uh, you know. Anyway, I talked about it a lot. わかってくれますように犠牲になったような悲しい顔は